0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? off da ba ba ba. What's up world? It's your boy Big Court from the Holding Court podcast. CHCP is where the streets and black excellence meet and is brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop powered by creators.
1: So, my agents is like they don't want any actors. That's what they said. We're not hiring any actors. We only want real gang members. So I was like, fuck that. Yeah. So you know, I went down there in my black leather blazer with my fucking um, um creased 501s. Like we yeah. used to dress in Richmond, right? right? Sold in creases. Yeah and Stacy Adams on, yeah. bro, you feel me? I went down yeah. there with my little, <laughs> I went down there with the Rich on him, right? Uh-huh. And I walked in there and I, I, was, I was like, I want to audition for this thing. And so they let me audition. And I went in there and I auditioned for the role. And this is a true story. I auditioned for the part and Sean Penn's in the room, Dennis Hopper's behind the desk, Sean's over there sitting in the chair backwards and I do my thing and then Dennis goes, he turns to Sean, what do you think, man? And Sean's like, yeah, 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 that's cool. He's cool, he's cool, that's cool. You know, and he's like that, right? And then, you know, he, Dennis goes, yeah, man, you you, 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 good. You know, we like you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but I brought my friend with me. And they was like, what? I was like, I brought my friend with me. And they, Where he at? I said, he's sitting out now. Mm-hmm. He's sitting out there. And, he, and they were like, go get him. So I went and got my boy Jeff Thorne, right? Mm-hmm. I brought him with me, right? He li- we were living together at the time, and Jeff is, for lack of a better story, he published a book at thirteen or mm-hmm. fourteen. Okay, he wasn't no gang, right, right, at all. Right. But he ended up playing the dude that Rocket took the car from. I don't know if you remember the movie. Rocket took his van. Yes, yes. Right, he yeah. Lewis. He, he ended up playing the, uh, Lewis.
0: The, um the starter coat on yeah the, the starter yeah. jacket with and the was, hat and, the, and they back was back tricking him yeah uh, into talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, the yeah. team him yeah him and spanky yeah him the little, yeah. the little round dude he was uh-huh. with his name was spanky yeah
1: yeah yep. anyway so i went out there and i got him and i brought him in the room and then mm. they talked to him for a little bit and then went back and forth a little bit and then it was like well i was like man if he ain't doing it i ain't doing it wow this is my third part Ever ever had like mm-hmm. I had a couple auditions, but I'm sitting here telling Sean Penn and, and Dennis Hopper that if you ain't putting my friend in your movie, I'm not gonna be in your movie. Right. And then Dennis went, What? I was like, come on, man. And then Dennis was, he looked at Sean, what do you think? He's like, Yeah, man, we can do it. Mm-hmm. We can find something. And we didn't even know what parts we got. Mm-hmm. But they said, Okay, y'all gonna be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? And we leave, and then Lauren Lloyd calls my agent she was the casting director at the time mm-hmm. she calls my agent and she says glenn is there anybody else you know you think you could that that would be right for this movie and i was with writers and artists at the time and my boy bruce Beatty was with writers and artists and then my boy don cheeto was with another agency mm-hmm. and i told her i said call this agency ask for don cheeto Right? Mm. And then I sent Bruce down there and they got Don and Don got the role of Rocket. Rocket and yeah. Bruce played um, the other dude out in the in the 13th street gang. He was the other black dude besides Graham Bush.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, Looney Tunes.
1: Looney Tunes, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it was Bruce and uh, Don, Jeff and I, Don, Bruce and Jeff all went to Cal Arts. Mm. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. They graduated together. Mm-hmm. See now, this is I got see I'm backing up because when I first came to LA I told you I got my car and I drove yep. down here, right? I worked at CalArts. Mm-hmm. I was the shop tech. Mm-hmm. I ran the wonder shop. I had mm-hmm. a job. I was making like 35000 dollars a year in 1985. Wow. <laughs> wow. Don, Bruce and Jeff all I signed all their work study papers so they could get their grant mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. But they had to come into the shop, you know, to mm-hmm. work, do stage construction and all that. To get they, I forgot what it was called, but I used to do the same thing when I was in college. You know, and then when they left and went off into the world, I left and went with them. When I saw those kids on TV, I just remember going, wow, that's what they think mm-hmm. little thug kids are. Man, I could show them what a real little thug kid is. Right. I remember having that thought. Mm-hmm. But I but back then I don't ever remember wanting to become an actor. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I did do. As a child, sometimes, and I don't know why, sometimes all the damn time, mm-hmm. I would sneak and stay up mm-hmm. till the television went off. And I don't know, y'all don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. You ever stay up till the television? Oh went yeah, because
0: the channels used to go
1: or go to, static, yeah. or go to static, right? yeah, go to static, right? But then they had the national anthem and yep. the flag, yep. Oh yeah, yep. right. <laughs> yeah. And then they would, you would see that that yeah dial, yeah. And then yeah, we'd go to Static, and mm-hmm. I used to do that. They used to have movies till dawn on mm-hmm. Channel Five, in my hometown. Movies till dawn, and I would stay up, and watch Fred Astaire, and Ginger Rogers, and mm-hmm. Gene Kelly, and mm-hmm. you know all those musicals, Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. all that, Marilyn Monroe, all. I mean, turn all of them. Turner Classics. Of Man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, Turner Classics. Yep. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, yeah. one of my favorite movies in the whole world, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, back then was that movie that Jerry Lewis did when the vacuum cleaners came alive and was chasing him around. I don't remember that. I don't know, nobody remember that movie, dude, yeah. but I'm telling you, that there was a movie, Jerry Lewis did this movie, and I think they were aliens, or he was an alien, somebody was an alien, these vacuum cleaners was chasing people around. And one of my favorite movies in the whole world. Jerry Lewis was one of my favorite actors in the whole world back then. Just him, and 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 then, you know, of course, um, Abbott and Costello, and mm-hmm. and fuck man, the, the Three Stooges, and I mean, just no serious little yeah. rascals like that's that's mm-hmm. what you know I grew what? Up. I want to ask
0: you this. So once you let's let's fast forward to South Central. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. South Central. Uh, very very. You know, cultural, culturally impactful role with OG Bobby Johnson, and mm-hmm. to this day, you are referred to as OG Bobby mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious, did you pull? Did you pull from anybody for that character? And was it? Did you? Was it Tookie right. Williams? Because it remind me of Tookie Williams. No, man. Um, where did you okay, get the, the so motivation for that character?
1: I told you, I, I, I grew up in the hood, man. Yeah. Um, and when I tell you I grew up in the hood, I really did grow up in That's the right. hood. My cousin Anthony, first cousin, my mother's sister's son, mm-hmm. went to prison, you know, for murder. Man, mm-hmm. seventeen years old, mm-hmm. got out, became a preacher.
0: Right, right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you know when you were doing South Central that it was going to have the impact that it had? Did you knew that okay, we have something special here?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to have the impact. Mm-hmm but I knew it was a story that I wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Growing up, the one thing I always wanted to have, and I told you that mem- that moment when my dad came and got me out of mm-hmm. Juvenile Hall, right? Mm-hmm. Was, it was a fond memory of mine because mm-hmm. that was a moment when my dad mm-hmm. showed up. He wasn't always there. My dad never played baseball with me he never taught me how to shoot a basketball. He never taught me how to run a football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he never taught me how to act. He, you know, uh, When I went to elementary school, kindergarten, I filled out the paperwork to get into the school. The only thing I didn't do was fill out the insurance forms because my mother had that information. Mm-hmm. But the application to get into school and all that shit, I filled it out myself because my sister, who's two years older than my brother, made sure I was the smartest person in the room. Mm. Wherever I went, add, subtract, multiplication, divide, all that before I ever set foot in a school. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like read, all that. Third grade, I was taking speed reading after school. When all the rest of the kids went home, Mm -hmm. I had a class, I was taking speed reading. Wow. Like literally, you know, my sister made sure. She was mm-hmm. like, "No, you going." Mm-hmm. And my brother, like I told you, he was the coldest cat mm-hmm. in everything. And that was my role model. And my sister on the on the intellectual side, that was my role model. Like she was the smartest person I knew, and he was the most athletic, like whatever. I don't remember his grades or anything like that, but my sister was a freaking genius. Yeah. And she made sure I was a she made sure I knew everything I needed to know. And I mean everything. There was nothing my sister didn't teach me, nothing my brother didn't teach me. And that was because my mom worked swing shift. Right. Mm. We would get up and go to school in the morning, mm-hmm. but we couldn't wake her up because she had just got off work at twelve midnight, one o'clock, something like that. She went to work from two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, and she worked till Mm -hmm. you know, 11.30 at night. And she wouldn't get home till 12 and she needed to sleep, so we Mm -hmm. couldn't wake her up. I had to learn how to cook Mm -hmm. my own breakfast. I still have a scar on my stomach right here from standing up on a chair Mm -hmm. making eggs when I was eight years old. Scrambling eggs. I was eight years old. Scramb- if you went on a road
0: trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
1: Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. On eggs, you know, and the the cast iron skillet was hot and it poked me in the stomach. So yeah, you know, um... Oh, why did I talk about that now? you were no, talking about
0: South Central. South Central. Yeah.
1: And my dad. And so my dad wasn't always around. Mm-hmm. He wasn't always around. When I made that movie, I made that movie with the purpose of telling black men that they needed to go get their kids out the gangs and teach them how to be men. Right? Mm-hmm. Did it on purpose because of my father not always being around. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wanted that, but it wasn't necessarily gangs though. And I think that's the thing that threw me was it wasn't really gangs. Mm -hmm. It was just father, son for me. You know what I mean? For me, it was father, son. Mm -hmm. The gang thing just happened to be the backdrop they used to tell that story. So when I made that movie, that's why I made it. And I remembered, after we made the movie and after it did what it did, I told myself never again will I say to God, "It doesn't matter if I make money. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, uh, whatever happens, I just want this movie to 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 reach everybody." Mm-hmm. And so God did that for me.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right?
1: Yeah, It didn't do nothing in the theater. Mm-hmm. I didn't get paid because it's low budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made some money. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever yeah. it was. But the movie had the impact that exactly. I asked God to allow it to happen.
0: Yeah, you achieved a bigger purpose.
1: Uh-huh. And so, yeah, man, uh, yeah, for that reason, I did do it for that reason. And I and and and, and two. Here's another story. A lot of people don't know this. Mm-hmm. Byron Menz, the guy who played Ray Ray in the movie, mm-hmm. um, he was a bringer of truth, I should say, and so was I. So at the end of the movie my character was supposed to shoot him mm-hmm. and take my son mm-hmm. and leave and my thing was i wasn't going to be a part of black on black crime at the end of any movie that i was starring in wasn't going to have that happen mm-hmm. and then another thing you know was the whole light skin thing they wanted to give me a mm-hmm. wife that mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i said no nah, we're not doing mm-hmm. that i want right. i want a want chocolate a sister, sister yeah. to play my wife in this movie you know i'm serious this is all mm-hmm. shit that we had mm-hmm. to go back of me and the director or whatever you know yeah, this ain't and but anyway, um so Ray, so Byron was like, no, nah, man, you know, uh we do this movie, you know, I'm not just gonna put the gun down, you know what I'm saying? We gotta work something out, we gotta do something, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, he just wasn't gonna give it up. Yeah. And, and if you don't <laughs> shoot me, how you gonna get the gun out of my hand? Like right. that type. Right. So days went. Just, you know, just go in the room, me and him, and just improv, mm. do whatever we could do, just trying to figure out how to get this scene. Right. And we had to find it and we couldn't find it. And then one day we were doing something and I just said, you know what? Fuck it, man, let's just, let's just go do it.
0: Yeah, and see what happens. And Mm -hmm. see what happens.
1: And we did it. Mm -hmm. And everything I did at that moment was not me. It's just, I opened up as a vessel and it all just, Poured in mm-hmm. and poured out. Not the dialogue, but the delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just. Shoo, shoo, wow. Shoo, shoo. And I just remember sitting there and doing it. And I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It was happening. And I remember the little kids start crying. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And Byron started crying. And the dude that was behind me started crying and I looked around and the cameraman was crying and the AD was crying and the costume was crying and the director was crying. And everybody lost mm-hmm. it, wow. you know? But it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take credit for it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. I couldn't take credit for I mean, it's it. It's because... a powerful scene. yeah, Dude, but I, I yeah. it's like, and I tell people that all the time. So when people come up to me and be like, man, that scene, man, that scene, mm-hmm. man, all I do is go, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I
0: watch it so much. Yeah. I don't
1: yeah. mean to like curse when mm-hmm. I reference, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's like I I, I just I so guess, those I, weren't even
0: conscious choices
1: you were making. I, I as gave. After. I have to. I I honestly have to give it up. Mm-hmm. I have to give it up because mm-hmm. I just let go and right. let God, and it happened. Mm-hmm. And the mom put the gun down, and yeah. the kid. The kid, if you if you would have seen the video because they shot it on video, right. right? They shot it, but it was on video. The kid went like this. Mm-hmm. He yanked his hand away from that gun. He was like, "Oh, like what's going on?" Yeah. Like he didn't know what what <laughs> to expect. You know, yeah. he was like, "Uh," and then Byron was like, "Whoa, okay, okay, you went there, okay, yeah." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was real. Yeah, taking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taking. No. You know, yeah. that it type was of thing. it was
0: so many great levels mm-hmm. with that because it was like. You were fighting with yourself, but still mm-hmm. trying to atone and still trying to turn that corner, you know. Yeah. And then finally you let the 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 new you come through when right. I mean, you got down
1: and, and kind of just pleaded with him. You yeah. know, what I, mean? I did problem. too. And see, and that was the thing. And that was the thing nobody saw. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw that. Mm-hmm. Cause I really did plead with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the movie, you know, I'ma blow your fucking head yeah. off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. And then I'm looking at the kid, and I look at him, and then I put the gun down, and then I go, Jimmy. It's funny to me now, yeah, yeah, because I go, Jimmy, if you do this and if you do that, and when we did it, right, when we did it, and I looked at him and I looked at the kid and I put the gun down, and I looked him in his eyes, and he cocked the trigger, and mm-hmm. I said, you wait a minute, mother." Mm-hmm.
0: That's
1: what I said there. Mm. You wait a minute. You motherfucker, you wait a minute. And, I, and it, it still brings tears to his eyes Because it was there. I told him, mm. you wait a minute, you motherfucker, you wait a minute. Mm. And let me talk to my son. Mm. Y'all didn't see that. Mm. No. Nope. But nope. that's what came out of me at that moment. And I hit him with that, and he... You know, and that's did, how it all... Did that come from... No, you, dude, that was the thing. But I'm
0: saying, but but subconsciously, was that kind of the remnants of your dad and y- y'all's relationship kind of feeding I, off of that? I, I, no,
1: I you just... You wanted
0: your dad to come
1: get you like that. I just remember locking in with him mm-hmm. and having to make sure he didn't shoot me in my face before I talked to my son. Mm-hmm. That's all that moment was gotcha. about. And that's how it all came through. And I remember it just went, choom, choom, and it came, and I settled it, Mm -hmm. and then I addressed my kid. Mm -hmm. Y'all didn't get that part. right? All y'all got was the the little moment with the sun, right? And everybody was like, whoa, that was some badass, that was (laughs) this, that was that, that was (laughs) this. I was like, yeah, well, if you knew what I had to do (laughs) to to get to that that moment.
0: You know, I want to jump ahead a little bit because we are getting tight on time, but I mean, it's impossible for us to go through your resume because right. I mean, it's too thick, but right. um, I want to ask you this question. With the with the emergence of the fast channels, uh, the streaming networks, yeah, and, yeah, Tubi, yeah. and now you have this really explosion of micro budget movies. Bro. Um, do you think that that is a good thing? Because now you don't have to wait on Hollywood? Or do you think that it's a bad thing in terms of it cheapening to some degree the art
1: form of filmmaking? See where I come from, I'm glad you brought that up because I wrestle with that a lot. Um, we started making movies in the '70s, mm-hmm. and somebody put the title "Blaxploitation." Exploitation, Yep, that wasn't us. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. We didn't put that title on those, um, and those movies had to be made a certain way. Because as soon as, I think it was, uh, I think it was uh, Melvin Van
0: Peoples. Melvin Van Peoples. And you did Badass by the way, but go ahead.
1: Mario Van Peoples. Yep, yep. Yeah, Yeah. so (laughs) Melvin Van Peoples Mm -hmm. showed them Mm -hmm. that a movie could be made Right? Yep. He he made this movie mm-hmm. and he showed them we gonna make movies. Right. Whether y'all want us to or not. I think that's how it went. Yep. And then Hollywood started writing them. Because if you notice, all the names of the writers on all those black exploitation movies, mm-hmm. you know, they were all written by certain people. And but and some of them, I think some of them, I don't know if some of them were written by black people, I know most of I know them. Superfly.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries,
1: so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Uh,
0: I believe it was like With Gordon, probably, whatever yeah. Gordon Park, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: but anyway. So long story short, that's why they became like they became. You know, they became mm-hmm. that because they didn't have a budget. They didn't have mm-hmm. any money. They had to be made at a certain had a certain time frame to make them. You know, no mm-hmm. serious close ups. Mm-hmm. just make the movies. And mm-hmm. then Dolomite was making his movies, yep. right? And all that shit was going on. So they weren't mastered properly. Mm-hmm. The you know, the uh, post-production wasn't yep. That's right. up to grade, mm-hmm. just like now. Mm-hmm. All those streaming projects and all those things that are going on, the post-production is the same. You watch a Hollywood movie, you can you can you you know the difference because you can hear it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yep. You can hear it. Yep. If something sounds right, right, mm-hmm. you, you can tell, because sometimes if it sounds right, the television can flicker, mm-hmm. can move a little bit, it can jiggle, and you'll still watch it if it sounds correct. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, you won't pay it any mind, right? And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. You ask me if it cheapens. Right? They don't have enough money to get in post production and do what they need to do to make those movies sound like they should. Mm -hmm. And there's a little something for all you new directors and all you guys that are making these independent movies with little or no money. Always have enough money to make the movie right in post production. You Mm -hmm. have to master the sound Mm -hmm. because if you don't, it's not gonna be what you think it's gonna be. That's right. And that's a real thing, but I'll be honest with you. I
0: mean, Rocket—he it was convincing. He oh was convincing no, you can't, yeah. you, can't,
1: you can't, take yeah. nothing away from Don. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to take. Oh no, away no, no, yeah. no. I'm saying, but being like,
0: that that who he is and his yes. experience is yeah. such a contrast yeah, 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 yeah. of what he to did. He, yeah,
1: you know. you know, yeah. He he uh, he. Uh, yeah. So that, wait, yeah. you
0: took the dance because you liked the girl. And then you just so happen to use it in showgirls.
1: Dancing was something that I ended up doing because, like I said, I mm-hmm. started on the stage. I'm in college and yeah. we did like musicals. Yeah. The Wiz. Mm-hmm. We did, you know, Guys and Dolls. We even made a thing called, um, we did a thing called, uh, oh, how the children of the art got their feet wet. I don't know why that title was so long, but <laughs> we all was in this restaurant and I was the chef and I was blind, no doubt. And, and but we all had to sing and dance. So this college I went to, you know, it was one of those things, man, it, you, you know, you had to be a triple threat. You couldn't just, you know what I'm saying? You could. <laughs> not Yeah, you, you know, and when that we, I mean, you know, when, when it came down to it, I had to, figure out how what this movie thing was about because mm-hmm. I was a little big for the film yeah. industry when I got here and yeah. I had to figure out what that was. And I tell you, a key moment in my life um, when I figured it out or what helped me figure it out was one day I had an audition. I was trying to audition to get into Cal Arts, even though I was working there. And I did a monologue from a Raisin in the Sun, Asagai, you know, the African guy who was dating Benithia. Benithia, yeah, the, the girl, the sister. And he has this moment in the play where they get into this thing about, you know, um, the turmoils of the world and something, 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 and and she's going on and she turns to me and she goes, and you can't answer it, you know. Well, in the play, he blows up. I live the answer. In my village, it is the exceptional man who can even read a newspaper. What he says, is the exceptional man who can read or let alone gets a newspaper or something. He just blows up, right? This mm-hmm. whole thing. And so that's how his monologue started. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would start that monologue. Mm-hmm. I live the answer. You know? mm-hmm. And I remember you know, I, I, would, I we, it, there was, it was, um, they had this thing called leagues, and you know, you go audition for all these different colleges. So leagues came up, and it was just a test to, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are you good enough to get into school? I got into North Carolina, I got into New York University, like, you know what I mean? I went and auditioned for these schools. I wasn't really trying to go to them, but we all went to leagues to audition. Mm-hmm. Not New York University, North Carolina, and I think mm-hmm. Texas or something like that. Anyway, I got into a few acting schools, but I didn't get into Cal and I remember we were in a dorm room, small ass dorm rooms, and Don says to me, he says, wow, man, you go, so so let me see what you did with it. Like, you want to you know, do it for me. And we me and him just sitting in a room, and he's like, Let me see what you did with it. And I go, okay, what you want? You want the drama first or you want the comedy? Cause I think I did Falstaff from the, you know, mm-hmm. um, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. uh, would you had to do it to a better Daniel Young dukedom? There's never none of these demure boys comes to any proof, right? Falstaff part two from Henry, Henry part two, Falstaff. Anyway, so, and I started this monologue like, I lived the answer and he went, whoa. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck was that? Yeah. You know, and I said, no, that's how it starts. And he was like, what? That's how it starts. He was like, nah, man, don't do that. I was like, no. He was like, nah. He went, just say it. And I was like, what? He said, just say it. You have to yell and scream. Just say it. And I did at that moment. He said, just say it. And I went, I lived the answer. And it ran through me like, it was an epiphany, mm-hmm. right? Because trying to put all that emotion on it and mm-hmm. trying to do all those things with it wasn't allowing me the knowledge of what that character was really saying. Mm-hmm. I was putting the emotion on it, you know? Yeah. I was putting all my shit on it,
0: but your ability to immerse yourself in feelings is very is so impressive to me, especially, with you just saying, no, I'm just really, like you said, I'm, in, I'm embodying this character. I'm embodying the situation, the emotion without pulling in external you know, forces or from yourself. You know what I mean?
1: Because everything you know is on a vibration. Mm-hmm. Everything around you is on a vibration. Everything down to the smallest particle known to mankind that we know of now mm-hmm. because you know, they've been slamming uh uh what is it, matter. They've been mm-hmm. slamming matter together, right? And what they found is there's a byproduct when you slam matter and antimatter into each other. They don't even know what the byproduct is. But the Big Bang was matter and antimatter slamming into each other. Now, was it Huge matter and antimatter? Mm-hmm. Was it a little bit of matter and antimatter? Was it all matter and all antimatter slamming mm-hmm. into each other? But whatever that byproduct was from that explosion, that's what we are. Mm-hmm. We're the vibratory effect from that explosion. And everything we know is on a vibration, mm-hmm. right? So everything you do in front of a camera is on the vibratory sound that comes out of your mouth when you're in front of the camera. That's why you need to be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Seriously. you know what? We gotta, we gotta cut
0: it down. Man, I wish we had another I'm, hour, bro. I, I wish we had another. We got started late. I wish we had another hour. Shoot. But um, man, you gotta come back, OG. When you get <laughs> some time, and and you're you're open, man. We gotta come back because it's so much to gonna... it's so many it's so you many other topics I that know. I wanted to get to you, but I know we it's it's impossible
1: to to man, wrap it up you in know, an hour. The thing is this, right? Here right. I am sitting here, and I always avoid it because yeah. I always say, I don't wanna do this, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do no podcast, I'm yeah. not doing that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and then I sit down and I start talking about it, and it's like I, I absolutely love it, and I don't know why I don't do it, but I'm glad I don't. Yeah. I'm glad I haven't exhausted myself. Yeah, I haven't mean, overexposed yourself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd rather it be special. Exactly. I do teach, and I do coach, mm-hmm. but I'm the same way with teaching and coaching. As you should be. If well, I, I know meet where some, I'm
0: coming for my next role when I got no, some. No, seriously, stuff coming. if I meet somebody yeah. and
1: if they want, you know what I mean? And I do it accordingly. Like mm-hmm. I have, I, I mean, I have a football player that plays for the 49ers that mm-hmm. I coach. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that I coach that don't have no money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They come and give me like 25 books. <laughs> no, seriously. No, that's correct. Give me $25. Right. And I take them through whatever process they need to go through. Yeah. You need an hour, you need an hour and a half, you need two hours. We're gonna run it. We're gonna do it. I'm gonna tell you where it is, I'm gonna tell yep. you how to get there, how to get back, right, and then I have people that literally pay me $300 an hour, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because If you got the money to pay for it, you're paying for it. But yeah. if you don't, right? I'm not trying to nobody. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to overprice nobody. Yeah. If you got $5, or if you can take me to lunch, yeah. and yeah. that's how you, if that's what you got, then that's what you're mm-hmm. you are paying, feel me? I like, <laughs> yeah. that's what I do, you well, know, even I'm, acting wise, you know, I go do, low-budget feature films <laughs>
0: <laughs> who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba-da-ba-ba-ba and uh you know well real I'll- quick speaking of we ain't gonna say low budget, yeah. but feature films, right? Yeah. You're yes. a part of a film that uh I I'm a producer on as well. Shout out yeah. to Damien. Yeah, uh the block tail te- the block trilogy. Yeah. The block trilogy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for that one because yeah. I showed my ass in that thing. You did. <laughs> you know, my favorite line from that movie, because by the time we show this, it would be out when you said, I shot that to the gun got tired. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, said that's wow.
1: some gangster shit. Man, that I, I love I, you know, I tired. So, man. I'm telling you, when Damon gave me that, <laughs> I, I'm like, "Yo, we got to do this." Yeah, because yeah. I'm telling you, bro, there are certain things that I am passionate about. No, it's One
0: a, it's a, it's a, it's a great movie. But I gotta, I gotta, we gotta wrap it up. Okay, oh, geez. so man, we just wanted to give you flowers, mm, brother. Thank you. Hopefully, we can get you back, man. I know you know we what? Got a late start. This is
1: what I want you to do. Yes, sir. I want you to put a part one on this interview. Okay, we'll do. Put a we'll part do. one on it. Absolutely. And then, the next time we do it, yep,
0: we'll absolutely we'll, sooner we'll than later. Do a part two. Absolutely. Yes. I appreciate it. And, and you. I'm
1: saying that because I'm guaranteeing you, you know, next time I have some time, yeah. if you got some time, yeah. yes. I'm gonna come sit here. Because I had so
0: much other and, stuff that I wanted mm-hmm. to deep dive into, but and we're gonna talk about this again. Yeah. So
1: I I I like it. I I want I got some. want to talk about. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I could talk about it here. (laughs) You see it's a safe place. (laughs) So you see what this is. We don't
0: do the BS and all of that. So I'm I'm glad that that we made you feel comfortable. Yeah. I like that. Holding Uh,
1: court. Podcast. People keep telling me I should get a podcast, but I don't want to.
0: Yeah. If you do, I help you with it. I don't want to do a podcast. No, nah, we're going to do it. I, I would be in Uh trouble. Listen, OG Bobby Johnson podcast coming yeah. soon. We're going to do it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, but I appreciate you, OG. We want to just give you your flowers, man. We appreciate what you contributed to the culture, both on the camera and off the camera. I brother.
1: thank you. Yes. And I love it. And yeah. I will come back anytime you want me to come back.
0: Appreciate you. Anytime right.
1: you want me to come back.
0: Appreciate you. All right. Well, that's Holding Court Podcast, Big Court, Glenn Plummer. Rachel Renee, we yeah. are tapping out. Part one. Yeah, part one. Part one.